Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show. We're super happy to have you here. Buccaneers are officially the champs for this year. World champions. World champions Even for a though- sport that's, that's only played in America. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I'm just Mix. trying to just soak in on the the sports talk that we never get to get a chance to do. So sports ball. I appreciate it. Yeah. Are you excited at at being able to discuss a little bit about sports? Yes. Yeah. Very much. This is the only football game I watched all year, mind you. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. Literally the only one I watched. So, like for the what listeners. Did what did you think? So from what I saw, it was totally one-sided the Buccaneers just destroyed the Chiefs um from what I heard one of the players key players had an injury um two offensive linemen for the Chiefs were out so they weren't at their best who knows if that would have made much of a difference um but you can only you you can't really go based on like oh like what it's what happened you know it was the it was they, they they did their best I mean but the I don't know if it was because home field advantage, psychological piece played into it. What was the first time that's happened? Yeah, which I, you know, might have been where the Buccaneers were fresh. They were at their home. They were got. Their, they probably stuck to their normal routine: diet, sleep, like I mean, warm that, up. That is try. They tried to account for all of that because the the last game was what two weeks ago. So they try to account for you know having everyone as fresh as possible, but um. Yeah, with those key injuries, that was just uh, it. It really did a, did a number on the on the Chiefs because uh, Patrick Mahomes was as as athletic as he is. He was just running around for uh, you know his, for his life basically throughout the whole game. He barely had any time in the pocket to kind of like throw around, and anytime he did, like you know their uh, uh, Tampa's defense is just it was it was just crazy. Everybody wants to talk about you know Brady and how awesome he was and their offensive weapons, but. I, the, the first thing that comes to mind for me was uh, last year without Brady was their defense. Their defense is just uh, pretty crazy. So I, I thought that they would be able to pull it off, but nowhere, not, not once did I think it would be this, 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 they basically just ran over them. And it was, yeah, like no I, w- I would have loved to see a more competitive game. I think last year's Super Bowl with the chiefs were, were was pretty good. The game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but from like little, I, I don't like, I said, like, I'm not a big football person. I can only speculate based on like watching other sports and watching that. And I can just see like a team that's getting basically bullied on the field. Like they, they were literally, basically. you know, that the, the, the quarterback for the chiefs had a couple attempts where he just tried to like hail Mary that shit, like really like just upfield. There was a couple where like, dude, if that would have actually been caught, that one that was like the guy fumbled, like, you know, fumbled at the last second, the, 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 the ball touched the ground um oh there's another one they made a great meme out of where he dove and he threw it at the same time like stuff like that if those things would have been like completed that would have been freaking like epic sports ball sports ball sports there you ball. go <laughs> um, uh, that's that's the thing with the chiefs that they're they just their receivers are just so fast they have one of the fastest players in the whole nfl with tyreek hill and anytime he catches the ball, it's just you, you run the chance of him just taking it to the house. 
So all they need is just that one one shot of him to get it, catch it, and just take it, and it, you know that can happen. It didn't happen this time, but um, the funny thing was last. So during the regular season, they played each other, right? And the Chiefs won twenty seven twenty four, and there was this one uh, play with again Tyreek Hill. He's faster than everybody, right? So he's go ahead. He's about to score, and then he looks back and gives uh, his defender like a peace sign because there's no way he can catch him. And the same thing happened yesterday. Same player kind of gives him the peace sign because, hey, you did that to us last last uh, during the regular season, but we won the game that matters. So, yeah, I think that didn't he get like a, a card or a flag for. Uh, no, not not. A, I don't think it was on that one, but there was, you know, flags was some taunting cra- from both teams. It yeah, was there cool was definitely say. some taunts from both teams, especially like what at the end of the first half. Uh, I forgot the defensive back, uh, Matthew, was going at Brady and then Matthew got called for uh you know, it got flagged. Mm-hmm. I think it could have went either way on that one, the flag, because they were both, you know, talking, talking smack. Yeah. But I don't know. They, and people are going to be like, you know, the refs were just, you know, getting too involved and calling too many. Uh, That's what I flags. was hearing. Yes yeah. and no. They were. However, if you go back and look, they were just grabbing like crazy uh, the the Chiefs defenders to to the Bucks, um receivers. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean. I was just, we were just talking a little bit off air and I thought like there was also a lot of, there's something everyone said that the game wasn't as exciting. Obviously I'm happy that the Buccaneers won just because they are in Florida. That's it. Like I didn't have anything like, I didn't have any like skin in the game or anything yeah. where I was like, I was super pressured if I was going to be super heartbroken if they didn't win. And it's cool to see, Hey, Tom Brady coming down, winning another Super Bowl with a separate team because everyone thought it was just because he was on the Patriots that this guy could do what he did. But as you can see, I don't know much, like I said, but just watching him play his composure, just kind of hearing the stuff before the game, the guy is a freaking dedicated to his craft, man. And it's goes to show his experience in a game like that versus the younger quarterback for the chiefs like they're like the level you know there's that that wisdom that you always talk about you know you they know both that they both know the game they're both at a top level but his experience his wisdom with being in high pressure situations like that and big stages and i think that kind of shows off like in the long haul he's 43 years old that's crazy that that just it's it's just mind-boggling yeah, no, the guys, Emil, another thing kind of talking about like the athletes, um, you know, our episode with Dr. Amy Bender for the listeners don't know, we, we had her a sleep doctor on, forget what episode it was. You would have to scroll down a little bit. We labeled it Dr. Amy Bender. I don't know if we put sleep doctor next to it, but, um, basically she made a post about the two quarterbacks and said that what they had in common was the amount that the amount of hours that they sleep. You know, Tom mm-hmm. Brady has a very strict uh, sleep schedule, 930, 10 o'clock at night, wakes up every day around 630. Pretty, pretty consistent. I mean, you know, who knows? They're not per- No one's perfect, but pretty consistent schedule, nine plus hours of sleep. Um, the other quarterback slept just as much roughly with naps. So you're talking about a lot of recovery, you know, and your body, your body needs it, even if you aren't an athlete. A lot, I feel like a lot of people's lives can improve overall just from focusing more on the discipline of recovery and, and sleep and shit. I know I could. Um, so it's, it's crazy to see that that's something I'm glad she highlighted because a lot of times people are worried more about fucking Tom Brady's supplements or diet possibly or whatever he's doing when 
address the most th- the most basic thing that we can all do and it's free and it's sleep recover rest stress you know and hey that's cool to see that you know that's a high that's being promoted out there conversely so she made a post earlier in the year as well uh same topic obviously sleep but highlighting another player on the opposite end of the spectrum, Cam Newton, the quarterback for the Patriots, how he, uh, I think he posted that he gets only like five hours of sleep. And this year he has, he was just really, really bad. So he was cut last year and then Patriots signed them. And, you know, I was, I was rooting for him. He wanted to, to, to do, make a good comeback story. And as much work as he puts in, he, he was always touting as like, you know, the first one into the practice uh, facility, always the last one out. But if you're not putting, um, you know, prioritizing sleep and recovery, then, you know, uh, it might not translate all that well on the field, which it didn't for him. I feel like that would just, you know, it's common sense. I mean, your body's more vulnerable, even as, even as whatever, a specimen that you are, you know, mm-hmm. that you're that, that 1%, um, you're more prone to injuries. You're more prone to bad performance. Your body eventually runs out of fuel. I mean, it needs that, that break where sleep is so crucial that you're going to gain so much from it. It's, it's, it's night and day difference. You know how when you have a hard session, you have, I'm sure you guys have experienced this where you guys train really hard or maybe not even training. This can be with a minimal training or no training. If you sleep very little, the next day, it's almost like your body is tight. Your joints almost start to get achy. Like you feel like everything that's like wrong with you. If you get a poor night's sleep versus when you do get a good night's sleep, you are hydrated. The next morning you wake up, it's almost like you look bigger or look, your muscles feel fuller. And I don't know. I've experienced this when I get, you know, my seven plus to nine hours of straight deep sleep. I wake up and I just your body just feels ready to do anything. And it's just, you know, I can't, I love this topic of sleep always. Like it's something that when I hear, I wish I would have practiced this more when I was, especially my, my, when I was actually active playing like very competitively, it would have probably made a night, a night and day difference with my nutrition, but the things that I know now, shit. I mean, I would have probably been a much better soccer player back then. Word. Hey, uh, last thing for the for for the game yesterday. Did you guys see that there was uh, someone got on the field and was streaking around? Yeah. <laughs> so he, he had on like the the Borat <laughs> swimsuit. <laughs> you leave it to freaking you know the sports world. You always see that, man. I think that I don't know what you you must be just you just might be like you know what I don't care if I miss the game. I'm gonna go out there and just. <laughs> Just go and just make it, you know, try to make it on World Star. Because um, how much those tickets go for is like yeah. an insane amount. Not only yeah. are they a high price, high ticket price, but no pun you know, I think, Yeah, exactly. Hello. Um, there was um, it's allegedly it was like some type of like a lottery even to just get it. So not only a did you have to pony up a, a good amount of money for it, but two you had to have you know chance on your side to get picked. Yep. No, allegedly. It's... Did you see the cardboard? cutouts gabe yeah yeah i did it i think it was like for a hundred dollars you can put your you send an image they put it on a cardboard they put in the stands but and then on top of that you you're entered for a chance to win tickets for next year's uh super bowl so they didn't have any cameras on those cardboard boxes if, i mean i think they would cut to them sometimes but not really so if you okay. did that, I mean, if you did it for a chance to be on TV, uh, slim to none. You probably have better chances of getting picked for uh, the Super Bowl tickets for next year. Gotcha. Okay. I was just wondering if they had cameras to be able to watch the game, that whole like virtual 
you know what maybe maybe something where you that's know, what i heard you get i could be your wrong i could have misinterpreted I, I i don't know the those details but i just know that they they barely cut to them at all gotcha and the last thing i gotta add to this whole topic before we jump into our mindset part is the weekend in my opinion crushed the freaking super bowl gabe said it was eh, but i've hold been on, a hold on hold on i thought it was you know i i did i enjoy mm. it yes i did i preferred last year's i thought last year's performance was better i think the weekend is a good great talent he can sing his ass off but as far as performer maybe it was because of the um you know how limited they were with who they were allowed to get on the field or or whatever uh maybe not having as many performers there because then at the end he said something about like you know go to this site to see the the you know the performers i'm like you mean him he was the only one not to say that that's bad the backstage but, stuff yeah well it, they the way that they made it sound as if like you know come watch all the performers because usually there's like you know uh, five six eight people that come out you know even if it's for briefly for one song but, you know, sure. I mean, did I enjoy it? Yeah. But I preferred last year's. You didn't appreciate it. Basically, for people that don't know, the guy put money into it, his own money to perform out there. They didn't have the budget to actually hire multiple people. I was thinking he was going to have, like, his support people, the people that he's worked with, like a Travis Scott or, like, um, yeah. I think his name is Belly. And then he had some other people that he's done tracks with. But... It was all him. And I mean, I was like, I was expecting someone to like make a guest appearance, you know, like yep. even like Alana Del Rey or someone, someone that he's made some type of track with. But um, even at Sheeran, shit, I mean, he's had like great names on his tracks. But what I liked about it with he's very artsy. So I love that type of stuff. Like you can have an amazing choreography as far as dancing goes, which we've seen in the past. Even that shit gets shit on, you know, shit gets mm -hmm. shit on, basically. Because um, last year, the whole thing was about the the women coming out and sexualizing themselves and being like, you know, strippers on like with dancing on the poles. And it wasn't like family friendly and blah, 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 blah. For what it was, I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't like really have I, you know, like we everyone acts like they're an artist or like they know what goes into this type of production. If it sounds awful, you could have the best choreography in the world and that's not going to fix it. Like, I felt like he has a combination of both. That's my bias because I generally have seen like his uh, music journey, like when he was like very like not known to I'm like thinking a couple years back like this guy will perform in the Super Bowl soon, like in the next couple of years. And um, me and my buddy were actually like talking about that. Um, like even just last year, I'm like, dude, I, I can see within the next two to three years and it would happen sooner that he'll do a performance because he has enough music now that's well known. Um, he even threw an oldie in there. So I appreciated that stuff. So bottom line, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Different. The only sh crappy part of it, I feel like if they could have had, it wasn't COVID, all these restrictions, they could have had a, the, the field full of people like they usually do with the stage a little bit different. I think it would have been better mm -hmm. um, because you get to engage with the people more, but you know, stay away from me. Let me just perform here. Had that little Stranger Things vibe going on, the retro thing going. I liked it, man. I was happy with it. Sure. It's exciting. <laughs> Mike, did you get new glasses? I did. You look so handsome. Thank you. The listeners can't see it, but you look handsome. Yeah, they had uh, – I needed new glasses. My, uh, my frames randomly broke when I took them off my face for – some reason i guess they just 
ran out of life, but uh, I went to the eye doctor place and they had a two for one. And I was like, okay, two for one. There's always like, you know, exceptions. I'm looking at the Ray-Bans and I'm like asking the girl, like, you know, should I get this one or this one? What do you think? She's like, just get them both. They're two for one. I'm like, on Ray-Bans? Okay. So I got two pairs of Ray-Bans. Yeah. Yeah, look good. I like it. I, I was almost getting a pair instead of these blue blockers that I have on right now, I was going to get this blue blockers, but with that frame, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, I like them. They look really, really good. Thanks. I feel more um, studious. Mike, you had, you know, you had a good topic for us to discuss today. Something you were discussing with a client or something you thought about with working with a client today. Oh uh, yeah. It was a, it was a conversation that we had. Um, it's, the difference between excuses and reasons. Um, And I really, this is one of those things kind of like no pain, no gain. It's one of those like phrases in the fitness space that kind of bugs me sometimes. Um, No days off. Yeah. No days off. Like there's, there's shit like that. It's just kind of like, I I get the meaning, but like fucking chill sometimes. Um, But no, there's, there's a big difference between excuses and reasons. Um, And this, person in particular she was um her plan is to come in uh three times a week i almost said three times a day um could but she only came in once she only came in once for the the session last week and um she was giving me reasons but she was calling them excuses you know she had a sick kid she had to take another kid to uh whatever event i don't remember off the top of my head but um she was kind of beating herself up about it. And I'm like, listen, you need to like calm the fuck down for a second because what just happened to you was life took you elsewhere. It's not like I I've literally heard one of my clients tell me that they couldn't make it to the gym because it was raining. Well, I mean, that's a valid, you know what? Apparently I just, it, it pissed me off when he said that because you live in Florida, like it's always raining. This is true. <laughs> It's basically always raining. So that would be an excuse. If that same guy had told me, you know, his, his kid is, he missed his bus or he has to go pick his wife up from work. Cause she has a flat tire. Like that's a, that's a good reason. You know, that's an excuse, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think that um, those examples are pretty pretty standard i mean the whole like it's raining or like or even just the whole like i don't feel like it like i don't feel motivated oh yeah Um, those are those are great you Mm -hmm. know i've had clients straight up tell me like back in the day like you know they i'll be waiting for them you know block out some time of course my hour time for them and be like be like 10 minutes later and i'll be like texting them like hey like you know everything okay you're running behind um just checking in like, oh yeah, I was gonna go, but I just didn't feel like going. Like, not even a not even a heads up or something. And it's like not even like they could have even lied. They'd be like, oh no, like something came up. Like, no, they just flat out told me. I which I respect. Yeah, I mean, I I mean I I I respect the balls that you have to say something like that. So like it's just being like, yeah, I don't feel like it. And it's almost like, well, I mean, I don't feel like doing a lot of things sometimes, but you know, like what like 
come on now like it's it's almost like the common courtesy for for us that person you know it's like when you like leave someone planted somewhere it's like you wouldn't just leave your friends like hanging by themselves somewhere like if you tell them a certain time or roughly a certain time and just not even let them know it's kind of the same thing i mean just give me a heads up i get it i would try maybe to motivate you a little bit or just kind of talk a little bit and see if we can make it happen but when she said, when people say that, definitely an excuse. Uh, you gave the raining one, I guess, like a weather one, depending on the situation. If it's really dangerous to leave, of course, it's understandable. But if it's just a little bit of water, you're going to get wet for like five seconds while you're getting out of your car, like in and out, you know, come on now. Like, yeah, it's so easy to, or they just say that you're tired. What kind of tired? Are you genuinely sleep deprived in the last like couple of days? Or are you just, you just had one bad one bad night or you just may, may not have done one thing like you normally would like those sometimes you have to really fully assess your current situation because uh, you see these challenges like you were talking about um or the, the mentality of the no no days off and beast mode and you know no pain no gain you the, what's been popular i don't know if you guys have been seeing is those 75 day challenges yes the uh 75 hard 75 hard yeah Yeah. i don't know much about it i just know that's like you have like a task every day to do something like challenging right i thought it's something where you cut off or i don't know if it's all you know a a whole bunch of habits or just one habit in particular for 75 days and then you can do whatever the hell you want yeah so i've seen like stuff about it i mean it's just it promotes um a lot of that that mentality that hard mentality that obsessive mentality And I feel that, okay, being objective, I guess it could potentially kickstart someone in the right direction, right? Like some people might be getting a long-term benefit. In most cases, well, in our experience, we see that it's not the case with people, you know, like a lot of people can't sustain or make that adjustment that quick because they have so many other things wrong in their life that they have backwards that they need to fix and address before they can fully go in like that. Um, and it promotes kind of this fitness has to be an all or nothing type mentality. And it's not even customizable to their life because it doesn't have anything. It doesn't make any sense with their schedule. Like it, it it's complete opposite where we already know that if you can't make it work within your schedule where you can mold and, and navigate that when things come up, you're less likely to, to be consistent. Here's, here's a, an, an example of that. How long were you um, when you competed? How long did you prep for? Like how long was the process? You the personally actual prep or yeah, the prep like leading up to it. Um, I you typically, is it like 12, 16 weeks? Yeah. Like the cut, the cut roughly around, I was only cutting for about, I think 10, like eight to 10 weeks. I was actually cutting, cutting. Well, here, here's what I'm getting at with that. So that goes for about roughly more than the 75 days that these people are doing. And that would be an example of a 75 hard, right? Cause aren't you just, you gotta be super strict on everything. Yeah. And then how many of those individuals that compete, like maybe not have the best relationship with food, with themselves, with everything based Mm -hmm. on this hard mentality. And most of those people are the ones who are drawn to that type of uh, environment or activity. Right. So I guess I'm just saying that this is another example of how that might not be the best using that as an example. Absolutely. Like that's, yeah, it was about that time. And I mean, to be frank, I was prepping since April and I competed in November. So I was 
prepping. I was with working with a coach. I was doing a lot of the stuff off season that people that don't see, they only see the drastic change in your physique um, towards the end when you start to become noticeably like there's something different about you type thing. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, well, that's, whole- that's you doing it the right way. Like taking it like a long time. Most people are just, you know, a good amount of people I'm sure that you've known have seen it. Oh yeah. I'm just uh, 16 weeks out. I'm going to just go ahead and just jump in here. I'm going to start. I'm going to just uh, jump on the treadmill, go crazy with, uh, with cardio. I'm going to cut my calories, you know, super hard and just, uh, you know, eat barely nothing and eat just only a handful of items and just restrict, uh, everything. Right. So I, that, that's what I was trying to equate it to. No, I, I get it. And it's, it comes down to that. I mean, that's, that, that's a habit thing. I was prepping for a while. And before that I was just building muscle for a couple of years. It wasn't even like a year or two before it was like a couple of like about five, about five or six years or so of me just lifting for fun and just trying to build muscle and build like a decent frame or a decent base to be able to compete, you know, with all that kind of in the back of my mind. Um, but back to like topic about just expect, you know, the excuses and, you know, reasons, um, be honest with yourself. You know, a lot of people are just struggling to make fitness part of their life. Um, obviously there are valid reasons, um, why you may not be able to maybe get a workout in or adhere to your nutrition and be quote unquote perfect or on point with it. Um, but you have to be su- brutally honest with yourself, have this discussion, this inner dialogue, like, am I making a, just a legitimate excuse or is this a valid reason that, you know, it's okay, you know, which you have to be able to differentiate from both. Like a valid reason is, you know, something comes up with your family, your kids, you know, your significant other. Yes. Those are, you know, you never want to just leave your kids stranded at school because you got to get your workout in, bro. You got to get your arm pump. Like, no, like <laughs> go pick up your kid, asshole. Like go, go get them. Yeah. Um, but if you're literally just, oh, because I forgot my pre-workout, I'm not going to train today. Or I ran out of this. I ran out of my Herbalife shake. I'm not going to work out or I'm not going to eat like, you know, yeah, no, no, uh, no, no, no knock at them. Right. But a hard knock, (laughs) but it's like stuff like that, that you have to reassess yourself and call yourself out on your own bullshit. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I I feel like reasons are, are, are obstacles that get put up, uh, separately from you. And then excuses are obstacles that you put up yourself kind of, get in your own way sometimes. Um, and maybe there's some like, like Jonathan saying some in, internal dialogue that needs to happen to f- figure out why you're coming up with excuses to not do something. You know, maybe you don't actually want to do that thing. Even if it's unrelated to exercise, you don't want to vacuum or something like that. Like, Oh, I stubbed my toe. I can't vo- uh, vacuum now. Um, you know, so there's, there's some uh, definitely some internal reflection that needs to happen. Um, if you do take the time out of your day to actually think about why these silly little things are stopping you from doing, you know, something that you said that you want to do. Um, yeah. I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. My one brain well, cell then, is working really hard right now. Uh, how, how are you doing? Speaking of, we talked about sleep before. How's that going for well, you? Well, actually, I was trying to think of like a good way to like compare this to myself, but um, I'm fucking tired. Um, <laughs> and 
you know, there's just no way around it. It was kind of no. funny. I was reflecting on the the Amy Bender episode. Um, ironic that she got brought up. I saw that post, but um, yeah, eight hours of sleep is optimal, but like you can technically get by with only like three or four because that's what I've mm-hmm. been doing for the past couple of weeks. It feels like it's been much longer, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm functioning. I'm driving to work. I'm coaching people and I know I'm not doing my best. Uh, but that's just the circumstance that's been, you know, put on my plate. Um, there, there's really no negotiating with a two week old baby that he was napping when you went to put him down, he shit his pants. Now he's not napping. Now I have to change him and (laughs) go back through the whole cycle again. So, um, you know, that, that's exactly what happened last night was I went to, you know, go to sleep and he went to the bathroom and then I had to change him and he screamed himself awake, eyes wide open. Um, there's, there's not much I can do about that. It was just like, okay, well, I guess we're going to stay up a little longer. Um, watched battle bots. So, you know, it's the best I could do. Still got a little bit of sleep, but, um, I'm actually in a point right now where I'm wanting to start working out again. And I wanted to bring this up to you guys. Um, cause I know optimally I'm not in a, you know, the best place for exercise, for making massive gains, but still I want to move. I want to exercise. I want to feel better. Stress relief, all those wonderful things. But with three or four hours, I really have to like temper what I'm doing three or four hours of sleep. I can't exactly go through maps aesthetic right now. That would fucking destroy me, but maybe I can take concepts from it and, you know, do what I can do, do, do what, um, I, I probably feel would be most important or most valued in something where I have a pretty good confidence that I can recover from it. Um, and just kind of, uh, you know, do my best there. Um, and I feel like that's kind of navigating a reason, right? It's not so much an excuse because I am super tired. If I have a spare hour, I would rather sleep than work out. Yeah. Um, but I do want to work out. So, well, that's, that's, I guess, an example before of like a valid reason. I mean, you have, uh, you know, newborn, so all of your attention, your resources are going to them, right? And it's, it can easily just uh, want, you know, the, the, the wanting to, to go to the gym could, could take a backseat and rightfully so. Like I, I recall, um, especially for my, uh, my youngest, well, after she was born, she needed a lot of attention. She was just constantly crying. Um, she had colic, so it was just an issue. Uh, yeah, yeah, not not so great. She like literally slept in in her crib, maybe like less about three to four times tops. That's me giving it, you know, extra grace just for the sake of it because that time period I kind of like blocked from my memory. I get glimpses and pieces <laughs> here and there, yeah, but just yeah, I, I I do not recall whatsoever. So then I was just in like the worst, close to the worst shape that I was in in my life because I could not go and and even when I did have some type of time, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just go ahead and lay down. And, and not, you know, uh, I would just come back home from work really quick and just uh, devote all my attention to her. So it was a, it, it was a process and that could have been a valid reason. Right. But what I would probably say for you and for anyone um, in that type of position uh, with with that same situation where you only have a, a little bit of time, um, go with that intention. Like, you know, don't go to to, you know, to make some massive change and to build muscle or whatever. Just go to move around, just practice the movement, uh, probably stick into the main compound lifts, uh, maybe four to five exercise 
top, maybe I'm lying to three to five exercise total. Right. And just do that. Maybe like 30 minutes, 40 minutes tops. And, you know, just try to move around and, and just practice that, that. That would be my thing. My, my, uh, my suggestion with the whole intention of, uh, like I said, not going to build muscle, but more as a stress relief, just to kind of move around, um, stay mobile and not uh, lose as much as, uh, as, as you will, or as I did when I didn't do anything. It's yeah. just easy to, something that comes to mind that's pretty easy to translate over is, and this is for anybody, it doesn't have to be just for you, Mike. It's James Smith did a very good job at explaining the, the trifecta of, of values of pri- where people prioritize things, right? So you have on one point of the triangle, it's your fitness, your body, your health. It's kind of like in that that point of the triangle then you have your family on another point and then you have maybe your business your work you know where people are trying to make money and build their finances whatever you know you notice that it's very hard to be evenly distributed within all those and make you know equal progress in all of them at the same time right now at this point you have your family as the main triangle point that you're prioritizing and that's okay. That's a valid reason. It's not an excuse, regardless of what was happening, to completely let yourself go, though. That's like, and you understand that. And most people do deep down know this. Like, you know what? It, you know, I need to somewhat take care of myself. It's not like you just don't do maintenance on your car because you got busy with work. You just let your car blow up. Like, you know, you don't just, you have to, like, you know, do a little bit, at least the basics of changing the tires when it needs change the oil normally it's nothing crazy you're not going to get a full engine block in there but you're going to go and try to like you know do the little things and keep it going um as efficient as possible and there's times where people you at one point in your life mike when we were working together where your fitness was the main thing it was the main point of the triangle that was you know getting worked on and you were um really prioritizing your physique and your physique showed it you know it showed a man that was prioritizing fitness as his main uh, point of priorities. Now there was times I think when you switched over into your PT, when you went to full PT mode, you were prioritizing your work and getting your, your, your clients up. And, and, and that focus went towards that point of the triangle, your, the business, the financial side, um, moving, you know, getting your place, getting your house and all that, your focus went somewhere else. It's, it's all like naturally people will navigate these different points within their life. Unless you are a model where you live off of your physique you will not be like that person you see on the magazines that's getting paid all this money just to look that certain way. And I think it's being okay, making the reasons as to what you want to accomplish and being realistic with yourself, but not excusing yourself not to take any action in any ways. It's not like you can just focus on your physique and just not work. Like it may take a back end. You might not be making as much money, but you still have to work at the bare minimum and make some type of revenue, spend some type with your family, so on and so forth. So I think that it's going to take a backseat as far as maybe the, the impressiveness of cover model status, but you could still have a very healthy body. We know that health does not encompass a look necessarily. It's about being feeling good, not having pain, having good energy, good recovery, um, you know, your mental side of it, of course, which is going to translate. So you can continue to feed that main priority triangle point, which is your family, be the best dad. You can be, be the best, uh, uh, husband, boyfriend, whatever, uh, Beyonce, whatever we're at, uh, for, for your partner, for your family in general. Um, 
and also be a good trainer. You know, you, 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 right now it's kind of shifted a little bit, but there still can be maintenance on those other levels. So I think it's just, you know, making a good sound routine two times, three times a week of like a pre-phase of a maps anabolic style or what Gabe said, pick a few exercises. Hey, you can even go as little as one exercise, go do one exercise that moves the whole body as, as crazy as it seems. It could be a Turkish getup and that's full body training. You know, you are working the full body or just do um, a barbell squat one day and another day you're going to be focused on your deads. Another day you're going to be focusing on something else. Like it doesn't have to be like only specific days. You can do a little bit every day. Luckily for, for you, Mike, you work in a gym. You can kind of between a client. If you have like 15 minutes of downtime, you get a 15 minute workout and you're going to feel, and it's, that is completely fine. Like that's, that's literally about just movement. You're not beating up the body. You're not trying to build 20 pounds of muscle right now. You're not trying to PR your deadlift. And for you listeners, if you're, if you're someone that's kind of in the same situation, assess your triangle, see, see what points, what's going to be taking more of a priority for the time being. And there will come a time in your life where, you know what, you can prioritize your body and make some really big strides towards your, your aesthetics, your business, your family, whatever the case may be. So just assess that. You know, what? another suggestion that popped into my mind that you can do, Mike. So when you're working with your clients, do more demonstrations of like two to three reps. Hey, let me just show you what, what I'm looking for. He just for. starts going 20 reps. You <laughs> can't do that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Right. So you do it like, you know, maybe the three might be a lot, maybe like one to two and doing that, you know, with a couple of, uh, of clients, I mean, that'll get you moving right then and there. I don't I mean, think you saw this. Let me get, let me, let get me show you, let me show you again. Hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Let me show you. Right. So if, I mean, if you do that, I mean, a lot of times, and, and if you don't do it so much, I kind of try to throw that in there every now and then just to kind of show the clients, okay, this is what I'm looking for. Talk about here and highlighting, obviously you wouldn't be putting anywhere close to, to, to maybe like, you know, 30% of what you can do, right. Because you still yeah. would want to speak to whenever you're doing it, you know, if you're going to a squat, see, Hey, look, pay attention to my knees. I'm, I'm pushing them out. See how my back is neutral. This and that, you know, positioning of the bar, my back elbows, uh, you know, just uh, whatever it is that you want to focus on then and there, but, um, try that. I mean, like, you know, you'll get a little more movement out of it. Perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah. That's actually, yeah. I think that's a very important part of training anyways, visually showing somebody what they should be doing. I learned a lot from from my you know visual examples of watching jonathan do something or watching carissa do something so on and so forth so yeah that's also valuable for the the client and it gets me moving a little bit more i like that idea a lot actually we're very fortunate all three of us that part of our job is to be in a gym so we can get a little bit of like almost like little trigger sessions mini set mini workouts within the whole day spread out without and we already know that the literature and all like there's a lot of studies showing that the benefits of you know little frequent bouts of training it's no different than a mechanic that has very strong hands and forearm development because they're all day constantly not training they're not wrenching until their hands like cramp up they're just working throughout the day steady patient uh, like a mailman that's pushing their their stuff their their cart around they have typically well-developed calves um you know you have like every like specific job or something has you know that a certain region of the body that's 
more developed. <laughs> People that sit on a desk all day, what happens? They have very well-developed round folders, forward shoulders. <laughs> and it's not a good thing, but no. it's an example of like what happens when you do something day in and day out at low dosages over the course of time. So I think we're in a good spot where we can actually do some, a lot of corrective work because that's what we're doing constantly all day, teaching people the, how to move better. Is that your new nickname? The mailman? The mailman. <laughs> For people that don't know like what we look like, Gabe always kind of compliments me on my calves. It's like the only uh, aesthetically pleasing body part that I was gifted with. Um, but yeah, I use it's it's everyone just pay attention next time if you haven't thought about that. But to kind of go back to that circle, I think that you know what's made me th what the whole triangle thing made me think about is that there's no true balance. People speak about balance, but there is really no perfect balance when it comes to this. Something always gets kind of put down on the list of priorities temporarily or they get moved around. And that's part of life. I think that people focus way too hard on trying to be super balanced where they don't do anything or there's zero progress made in any direction, whether that's financial work, business, family, children, and or health and fitness. I mean, it's like, they're so, I got to get balanced. I got to get balanced. Like be okay with something being in the higher port of your priority list don't make an excuse as to why you shouldn't work out at all because maybe, oh, I can't, if I'm not, if I can't do everything perfect, I can't meal prep. If I can't work out five times a week, I'm just not going to do it. Like, no, like just be honest, assess it and just do something and be okay with some of these things taking a backseat. Yeah. Things aren't going to always be perfect and it's fine if they're not. Sometimes it's best if they're not. And just uh, rolling with that, you know, uh, sure. You know what's happened to me before where how many times have you just left your headphones at home? And you're like, ah, oh, shit. I mean, like, you know, am I going to really still train? Yes, you're still going to do it. Now you just have nothing. So, so what? Or you, you know what's worse than leaving them at home? Having them, you put them in and you realize that they're dead. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know what happened to me today talking about leaving something at home? I left my coffee the first thing in the morning at 530. On I the counter? It. I made it. I poured it. It was already ready to go. Oh, no. For some reason I walked out and I was already like down like a couple lights away and I'm like, wait a second. And I, <laughs> I wasn't coming home for like a good four to five hours. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go to work today. <laughs> I'm kidding. I still went, but it's like, you know, something as stupid as that. Like, you know, I'm not going to like, oh, I'm not going to show up to work guys. I left my coffee. Um, you guys can all like sleep in and stuff now. Valid reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hold, hold on. Going back to, so the, that whole reasoning and um, excuses kind of, uh, uh, topic that we were talking about in addition to the kind of the conversation that you would have your, with yourself of being honest as to which one of those that it would fall upon regardless of where it falls another conversation that you also would have to yourself is just always to to be kind to yourself because for someone at the beginning of their journey you know maybe they feel like everything needs to be lined up for them to go and that could be a valid reason for them right a valid reason for you might not be one for me for, for someone leaving their headphones and not having their coffee, they'd be like, you know what? Nope, I can't go. I need to have this for, for me. You know, okay, whatever. Does it suck? I guess. But I mean, I'm still going to go, right? So depending on where you're at, just be, just be kind to yourself. You know, don't say, you know, you're a piece of shit for not doing that. You know, you, you suck. No, that's not the case. Try to fix it next time. Don't let there be so much lapse in time between the next time. 
and then just try to be a little, just slightly better and try to fix whatever it is that, that, that prevented you from going there. Try to have it again. Oh, it's raining. Okay. You know what? Let me get an umbrella. Let me get another pair of shoes because let me bring another pair of shoes with me because I'm going to be slippers. I, I feel as if I'm going to be slipping all over the place. Is that going to be the case? Probably not. Right. I mean, like we've all gotten trained and like, you know, the, the, we got caught in a downpour and we still went and it's, it was still fine for us. But for someone that hasn't experienced that, maybe to them, it's just like, okay, this is just the worst. I, I literally can't I picture myself, you know, squatting and just slipping in the bar, just falling, cracking me on my head and I'm paralyzed for life. Is that going to happen? Probably not. But you, but you kind of get what I'm saying. So just be kind to yourself. Just, uh, you know, don't beat yourself up. And whatever it is that prevented you from it, just try to fix that or correct as best as you can and get them next time. Yes, sir. Anything else to add, boys? I think that we did a... I don't want to keep beating a dead horse. No, it was good. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you got something? I'm satisfied. Do you concur is the question, sir? Um, yes, he does. Yes, yes. I just got a really exciting text message. I'm sorry. My client just dropped below 160 for the first time in hey. years. Congrats, um, client. Yeah. Okay. Big ups to hey, shout them out. Live on the next level show. Congrats. Yeah, she's fucking slaying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I got a couple of clients like recently just telling me, even this week and past week, because their underwear's falling off. They dropped the shirt size. They're wearing a shirt, a shirt size uh, smaller. Stuff like that, which is always super cool to see. I stopped weighing my clients so much when I work in person with them. I kind of just look at them and I'm like, you guys are you're looking good, man. Like, you know, have you noticed anything? And I kind of like bring it in that light than saying, oh, how much are, how much are you weighing? Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know as a result, you know, of you working your ass off and being consistent and showing up two to three times a week with me, we're going to make some stuff happen. And these people, fitness isn't on top of their priority list all the time. And it's a, no. it's a, it's, I love it. And this is why I'm, I speak so sometimes so very passionate. It sounds like I'm pissed off sometimes, but like I'm so passionate about this topic of, you know, priorities and, and being realistic because I work with everyday people, everyday people with more, with a tons of responsibilities, a lot of things in their life that's going on and they make it happen, even if it's, a little bit slower than they get marketed to and stuff. It's not like in 60 days, I lost a hundred pounds. Like, you know, they lose only a couple pounds, but their body, their life, their mood, the way they look at things and themselves begins to positively change. That's what it's all about. And that's, that's the real, that's real life. Word. But that Amen, said, brother. <laughs> Preach. Um, Gabe, close us out. And Mike, if you have something, of course. Mike, this do you is got something? Mike and, Dad, Mike and Gabe. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jen, uh, Jen, you know, obviously we're splitting responsibilities now with the baby, but uh, I went to the grocery store. She asked me to put uh, ketchup on the shopping list. Uh, quickly realized that I, I wouldn't be able to, you know, read anything. So. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, um, my wife called me a sex machine. Well, actually, her words were she called me a fucking tool, but I know what she meant. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That was pretty good. Um, listeners, if you guys liked this episode, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, be sure to let us know by leaving us a generous five-star rating and a review if you're feeling extra, extra generous. 
why wouldn't you be? Life is good, right? Um, check us out on the social media platforms at Instagram at the next level show. You can follow my personal account on Instagram at John Alva7. Gabe is at Prime and Glory, and Mike is at Mike Nellis PT. Yeah.